This is a Baby Brunch podcast. You know, it wasn't that when I was 10 years old that I knew that one day I will be able to say I've been to three Olympics, um, I've broken world records. Um, but, you know, I was dreaming about being a great runner, you know, since I was young. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. When you know you're going to get the time of Alana Mayer, you kind of go, okay, so which part do I highlight? Her Olympic highlights, the fact that she is the reason why I run, or because when we were born, our moms deemed it good enough to give us the same name because we were going to be equally successful and amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm literally sitting in my technical office next to the highway with cars zooming past. But actually, I just want the attention of Alana Mayer, who is our guest for today. She's sitting in Cape Town. And Alana, I mean this. I will never forget when I would only run now and then and say to myself, oh, you know, this is fun and I could do three Ks and I could do five. And do you know that I still have the running program that you gave me the very first time that we had coffee and I couldn't believe that I was sitting across from you and the pants that you gave me, I still wear till this day. And the top that you gave me, I still wear till this day. And I am till this day, very, very um, grateful that you are the first person that got me to my first 10K and that got me to run my first marathon, really. Well, that's absolutely brilliant to hear. Um, and I think, you know, that that really is what we, you know, what really inspires me is to see, you know, young people, young women, um, you know, just taking that first steps. And I think, you know, like it's it's something difficult to explain to somebody that doesn't exercise or doesn't run. Um, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, tell them that, you know, running actually gives you energy? You know, they just think, no, running depletes me. And, um, you know, so when you see the examples of people that just like, you know, took it up and it becomes part of a way of life, you know, that really enhances, you know, every single day of your life. Um, and it does change people. And I think, you know, for me, that is really the power of, you know, of, of running, of going outside, you know, you know, walking, running, exercising, Um and, you know, and it's great to see. But I must say, I think you are lying. I think that, that pants don't fit in you. Your babies were so very little. Um, uh, and and you as no, skinny. They as, have tokies. They have tokies uh, in the front. So I just I just make them tighter. No, so but it's brilliant to hear that, um, you know, that it actually, you know, like, you know, kicked mm -hmm. off a... You know, sort of yeah. a, a phase where you where you run and and it became part of of your way of life. It's it's a lovely addiction that makes me think that that women are resilient and that we can actually do anything. You know, I remember when you asked me. For some people, ten k is a long way, and for others, it's nothing. You know, and I kept saying to myself, I just need to make it in time. And and my first year that I took part in in Cape Town Marathon. I, I think I did it in, in one minute and one hour, nine minutes, you know, and that for me was like a very big achievement because, you know, I, 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 could, I didn't think I could do it, first of all. But, but that is what this podcast is all about. There's a lot of things that we think we are unable to do as women. 
And I mean, we can unpack a lot of things today. We can unpack the notion of um, just the environment that I work in in entertainment where um, men get paid more, uh, where um, men are less emotional, you know, where empathy is seen as something that is feminine, you know, get a woman to do it because she has more empathy. What attracts me to to what you do, right, and that I admire till this day is you've got this incredible CV, right, that we can find anywhere because it's online and it's available to us. What I'm astounded by is that you take your years of experience, right, and you have so much time for people one-on-one and for athletes who come from families who pick fruit, and who live in Stellenbosch and you you take all your years of experience and you're not starting an empire to 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 have bags of money you you plowing back in the community where does your passion for giving come from or do you think it's like a given when you do sport and you're a star in South Africa you will use your sport for good and go and help people like where where does it come from how do you navigate your energy and what you've learned through all these years, we've seen you run through short hair, long hair, marriages, straight hair, curly hair, <laughs> black hair, gray hair. Okay. What makes you want to give? Not it up. What makes you want to give to others? You know, I think, um, you know, I started running at such a young age. Um, you know, I started running at the age of 10 or 11. Um, and for many, 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 many years, you know, my, you know, I really wanted to become the best athlete that I could be, um, you know, the best athlete, um, you know, in the world. Um, you know, and that was what, what was driving me, you know, to, I think, to to train hard, to, you know, be committed. Um, and, you know, I did it for a very long time. Um, you know, it created an amazing life for me where I, I think I traveled the world. I met incredible people. Um but it also, you know, it, it also had a, a very soul f- focus and, you know, on, you know, on myself. And I think, you know, like after, you know, being competitive for basically 30 years, um, you know, I, you know, I felt that, you know, I've achieved, you know, most of the things that I, I wanted to achieve um, and really had the, um, you know, the desire to, you know, to change it around. I think, you know, I've, I've also realized that, you know, how much I got through through the opportunity and I really want to, you know, pass it on. And I think, you know, we sort of my first career, you know, all the objectives was like mainly focused around myself. Um, you know, I think the switch to, you know, we like the, the goals are more focused around others. And I think like the, the, that brings an amazing you know, reward and, you know, and feels like, you know, like I am, you know, completing the circle, you know, I think it's part of, you know, the reason why, you know, I've been created, um, you know, so, you know, in the first part of my life, you know, you know, a lot of focus went into my own goals and my own, um, you know, desires and my, you know, so, and I think, you know, this time around, you know, it really is rewarding. Um, you know, I've, I've learned so much that I can pass and I see so much talent out there. Um, and I really absolutely love what I do. You've, you've seen it all through a few generations and almost, I almost said centuries, like you're a thousand years old, <laughs> you know, but 
But you've you've experienced being an athlete in apartheid. You've experienced being an athlete in in a new South Africa. You've experienced Madiba magic. You've experienced quite a bit that most of us will only be able to read in in books and be able to experience in uh, in these stories in these podcasts, right? If you if you take a look at some of the lows, I'm thinking of of the years where you couldn't run in other countries because you know South Africa had apartheid. I'm thinking of all those stories that I'm aware of and that I know. But if you look back in your career, what are some of the regrets? If you could change it, right? If you could erase a section in, I remember that time it was so hurtful that we couldn't go and run, and you're sitting in South Africa with this amazing talent, and you can go nowhere because no one will allow you to compete, right? What are some of the areas in your athletic boardroom that you would want to just eliminate and erase from life forever? You know, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, I don't have regrets. I think, um, you know, like I think every, you know, every every single day, you know, have contributed to an incredible you know, bouquet of learnings and ties and lows. And I wouldn't have liked to, you know, erase one of it. I think, you know, not the highs, not the lows, um, not the periods when it was difficult, not, not when it was um, when it was joyous. And I think, you know, because exactly all of that, you know, gave me, you know, a reference to much more than, you know, I would have ever been able to just have a plain sailing. And I think, you know, the years running in apartheid had certain, you know, like a contributor to the person that I, I am today with, you know, I think the uh, compassion with empathy, um, but also the years that I had to compete internationally. I think the only thing that I do th think, um, you know, is you often don't utilize every opportunity to the full. Um, because I think when you are flying and when you are, um, you know, sort of at the highlight of your career, um, you know, you, you also um, see it as, um, you know, th that is the way that it should be. And you don't necessarily, um, you know, use every opportunity to the full, um, you know. So, so I think if, if I can encourage youngsters is just to, you know, not to be um, a blivent about opportunities but to really in, enjoy it um to the max you know because you know i think when you're in it you know you sometimes don't you know maximize the the moment um and i think that you know that would be only looking back you know at a stage you just like things came easy it um you don't necessarily maximize the full opportunity but to achieve your goals on a world stage like I mean, how does one even get there? Sure, we can use all those metaphors, like how do you eat an elephant, you know, but by Bitten, we can all say, ah, you know, small wins. But how do you set a goal that you want to be the best in the world and where do you even start? Like, like I think of my own career, right? I was 28 at the time and I said to my sister, who's British, I said to her, maybe I should come over to the UK and I should try my hand at um, – broadcasting in 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 the uk and she said to me at the time i don't think you should come i think you should south african and you should stay there you know and in hindsight maybe i should have tried just to say that i have done one link to the bbc <laughs> you know not from south africa 
but out of the UK because that would have been my 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 one step closer to the world stage that I always dreamed and imagined myself uh, to be on. You know, but but if someone's listening to this podcast and they're going, How do, I, I can't even make it in my own environment, business, and community. You know, let alone a world stage, and and it's actually ironic because I think of your own story. It's not like you were born on a world stage. You were born in a really small town, actually. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, you know, so no, I think, you know, I didn't have the biggest dreams, you know, like when I took my first steps in running, you know, so it grew, you know, every day, you know, every time I stepped onto the track, um, you know, you gain a little bit more confidence, you believe that you can achieve a little bit more than you've done before um you know so and i think every every single step of that you know for, for in the beginning it was you know you know it was great for me to be the fastest in my class and you know albertina is very small we were only eight girls in the class so it wasn't that tough but um but you know that gave me the the, the confidence and belief that maybe you know i can beat some other girls um you know so and then ultimately, you know, like, you know, it grew that, you know, like one day I want to be the fastest, you know, Ilana in the world. And, um, you know, you know, so it, it, it wasn't the, you know, right from the beginning. I think, you know, something got triggered in, inside myself when I, at a very young age, watched the Olympics or, you know, I actually didn't watch it. Um, you know, it feels like I've watched it, but I've actually, you know, it was 1976 when, um, Nadia Comaneci won multiple gold and you know at that stage we didn't have a TV so I didn't see it but I thought I saw it because you know I saw so many pictures of it and I read so much about it um, you know and that was my first trigger into the Olympics you know up to then I didn't even really know about the Olympics but you know because of that event and you know this young girl 14 years old from Romania you know winning multiple gold you know, something inside me got triggered around the Olympic Games, you know. So sometimes it's an incident, it's something that happens that just waking something inside yourself, um, you know, that becomes a big, you know, uh, stick to the, towards the future. And I think so often you don't necessarily know where you're going to go to. You know, it wasn't that when I was 10 years old that I knew that one day, you know, I will be able to say I've been to three Olympics, um, I've broken world records. Um, but, you know, I was dreaming, dreaming about, you know, being a great runner, you know, since I was young. Um, so, you know, so often it is about following your dreams and, you know, allow within that space to grow and to flourish and to become the best person that you can be. How do you deal with resilience, veerkrachtigheid? It's the worst word that was, word that was ever developed. Because <laughs> most mornings as a mom, I wake up and I go, I don't want to be resilient, you know, not again. You know, like you can all be resilient. I will just sit here, you know. And, and I think of you as well as an athlete, as a wife, as a mom of two beautiful children. Your daughter, is, she is so cute. Like, I should say, she's so pretty because she's not <laughs> tiny anymore, you know. But, no, but, she's not. No, how how do you how do you? Because I want you to speak to our moms who are also in in the workforce. You know, you you are still a runner, you are still an athlete, you are still giving back, you are still 
motivating. We've got you've got so many people relying on you. You've got so many. This also you're not boyfriend. You've got so many people <laughs> relying and depending on you, right? And so, how how do you not d- disappoint? If you've got so many people that's trying to get a little bit of your Olympic magic and to want to be surrounded by you. I have seen before when you are Opsalambos and someone spots you and the the thrill and excitement that comes over them to just have a little bit of your time, even if it's just to go, hi, Lana, and you look in their direction. I've seen what it does to people. And so as as exciting that might be, it must be also really draining but how do you how do you not disappoint as a mom as a businesswoman as an athlete and as someone who's got so many people depending on you no so I think um sort of you know from my nature you know I you know I don't you know and, and it's through lessons I've learned in sport that you know I don't try and focus on you know, and others um, in terms of their expectations of me, because you will never be able to satisfy, never. Um, you know, so so the moment, and I've learned that, you know, through athletics, I think, you know, 92 was the, you know, Olympic Games, I won a medal. And then the very next year at the World Championships in Stuttgart, I disappoint. I dropped out of the race and, um, you know, and, it was really tough for me at that stage because, you know, that was like really, you know, 92 came, I won silver, I wanted to go one step better, wanted to bring back gold for the country. And, you know, and, you know, in the heat of the moment, I stepped off the track and, you know, got out of the race. And, you know, and at that stage, I felt like, you know, I've really disappointed everybody, you know, my coach, my training partners, my family, my country. Um, myself um, and but then you know you know I was always also you know the next more the next morning I woke up after the day after that race and I was just like you know you know what do you do how do you handle this you know and I looked up and I can remember I looked up and the sun was shining you know the sky was blue you know so and I just realized that you know, you know, what I do doesn't really have any impact on the bigger picture. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, in my world, it was the biggest thing, you know, like I disappointed everybody. And still the next morning, the sun came up. It was the most beautiful day. And I think, you know, that made me realize that, um, you know, is it's like to really go back to where it all started. You know, when I started running, I, you know, it, it was, you know, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I was passionate about it. But the moment that I, 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 I moved my focus to the expectations from other people, um, you know, it's, you know, you put unnecessary pressure on yourself. Um, and I think ultimately that was, you know, that was the biggest learning that year is to go back and say, like, you can't focus on the expectations from the outside um, because that is going to be impossible to fulfill. You know, so and with with that looking forward, you know, I still had an, another 10, 12 years on the international circuit. I managed to break world records, become a world champion. Um 
but because I didn't focus on the expectations from the outside. And I think, you know, we as mothers, you know, that work, that, um, you know, try and deliver on many different levels, you know, life is not easy every day. You know, it is tough, um, you know, so it's, it's, and if you still want to put some additional pressure on yourself in terms of expectations of others, um, you know, I think you will not lead a happy life. And I think, you know, for me, that, that was the greatest, one of the greatest learning in, in my running career is, you know, you can't, you know, you can't please the world. Um, so just focus on, you know, what you need to do, do it well and continue doing it. Um, you know, but keep being driven by your passions, get rid of th those things that, um, you know, that tap your energy and not contribute to, you know, to being productive and, you know, being the person that you want to be. I'm learning so much. <laughs> I mean, I've known you for 100 years, but I, I'm learning so much. And I want to say that you didn't disappoint us. And I want to say that every time I watched you as a little girl, I just thought that, wow, she has the same name and I can also do things, you know. It's it's amazing when, you, when you're a child, you don't know, right? You just know what you see. And... And we saw you go fast. You are the fastest, Ilana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, that that also just, um, you know, uh, I think made me realize the power of the now, mm. you know. So, so in the event, you know, in that, you know, in that race in Stuttgart, you know, with my mind, I jumped to the end of the race. And, um, you know, where you know, by saying in the moment, you can achieve so much more. But yeah. because I thought, like, how will I win this race today? And that made me doing silly things in the moment. Um, you know, so so the, the, uh, the power you have is now, the moment, um, you know, and to keep driving in the direction that you've been dreaming of, but not to, you know, not to, not to lose the power of the moment because you're worried about, you know, the the result at the end. I, I, I want people to see what you're busy with at the moment. If people had to bump into you uh, at the Spar, <laughs> Stellenbosch now, and they go, hi, Savami, how are you yourself? I mean, I know that you are a busy lady with, with Cape Town Marathon. I see how you are uplifting students. Direct us to all the platforms where we can give back show support and help you and all these young people that you are raising to be the best in sport for South Africa. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I think, you know, normally when somebody stops you in the spa, then, you know, they first look into your basket to see you do, what right? you're applying. <laughs> and, I, and then you get the question, so is that what you eat? <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, I'm raising two teenagers, you know, like I'm very hungry. So, you know, so, but when people stop me in the spa and ask me what, what I'm keeping my busy with, you know, I think in a short sentence, you know, it really is, you know, youth empowerment through athletics, running and education. I think, you know, you can change your, your world. Um, you can change the world of many young individuals, you know, through being educated, you know, and, you know, using athletics running for wellness or performance. Um, 
So, you know, so I want to ask as many people as possible to join us on the drive because, you know, I really think, um, you know, this generation more than ever need to activate our young kids again. You know, I think after two years of COVID, um, you know, of, you know, with all the technology, I do think, you know, we've got a generation of, you know, of, of a lot of suffering in the youth. Um, so, get behind us, you know, let's get our youth active, um, you know, ensure they all get a good education because that, is, that really is the key to success. Um, you know, join our Zebra tribe. You can go onto our website, um, you know, enderocat.co.za. You know, we are on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, you know, and join us. I think, um, you know, the more people, you know, joining the tribe, will be will be brilliant but then also you know in addition big you know you can join you can help us by becoming a fundraiser help us creating awareness for the campaign you know and you will also you know like invest in yourself i think you know if you you know put your mind to it you know join the triumph you will have an incredible lot of fun you know and at the end you know walk out the you know being fitter um, you know, enjoying the energy of, you know, of wellness. Well, speaking of wellness and how one can benefit, I myself will be joining the Enduracad Zebra Tribe on the day for Sunlam Cape Sun Marathon. Uh, Ilana didn't even ask. I I was like, pick me. <laughs> I will. I will run, so uh, I'm definitely going to be there. And uh, you heard it, enduracare.co.za, if you want to join the movement. Uh, I think that there is power in education. I agree with you that if if we've been helped, right, like I've been helped in my life, why why not help someone else? Why not use your, your energy and your power to help someone else, right? I also just realized that I never responded to your message about September. <laughs> I almost... I almost snuck to my phone and quickly replied so that I, I just realized that I never responded to you. So I'm going to do that today. Before we close, what, what personal goals are you still chasing? Uh, you're raising teenagers, a career, and you're helping other people's children to, you're back at school, you know, you're, you're raising a community of, of runners. As the one is what you will do, like, what's the one thing that you still want to do for yourself? When do you get to travel or sleep? Well, I think, you know, like I think part of the, you know, goals for myself is now much wider. You know, it is around, you know, I think you, uh, I'm a privileged mom. Um, you know, the kids grow up so quickly. When you open your eyes, eyes again, they, you know, they finished with school. So, you know, so I don't want to blink and miss that. Um, you know, that certainly is one of my goals is to spend quality time with the kids. You know, I'm really fortunate. We'll be going back to Barcelona. Um, you know, it's 30 years since, you know, the 92 Barcelona Olympics. And I've been invited back to, to Barcelona. Um, Dorato Tulu will be there. And this time the family will go with, um, you know, so Christopher Dark will be joining. And I think that will be fantastic. Sure. Um, you know, so it's still important for me to, you know, to run um, most of the days to keep fit. Um, you know, but ultimately, I think another big um, goal is to, you know, to build a school in Stellenbosch for athletics. We know that there is not enough being done for women's sport in South Africa. And just having this conversation with you feels like we've just contributed a little bit to make people more aware and 
to say to people that we can do this as women and as a humanity and as humans and as South Africans. And I want to thank you for your can-do attitude. I want to thank you for what you mean to every young person's life, not just in Stellenbosch and in South Africa, but in the world. And I want to thank you for what you mean to me in my world. You you are the other Ilana in my world. <laughs> uh, you, you, Ilana, Africa. I'm Ilana from Africa. <laughs> Together, you know. I'm Ilana, are. Maya from Africa. Africa, Maya. No, you, you're incredible. This, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.